The School of Wild Listening is a new project which plans to use our ears and various strategies for listening to the world to cultivate a new relationship with the planet. For its kick-off event in Kirkos Unit 44 venue in Dublin this evening, composer and sound artist David Stalling is bringing his surround soundscapes, including what he calls audifications of seismic events recorded in the North Atlantic. Sounds usually so low that they escape human hearing. Culture Files spoke to the School of Listening's Robert Coleman and to David Stalling about cultivating wild listening. The School of Wild Listening is, a, is about exploring your own practice of listening in the, uh, in the widest or wildest sense. In my practice, I, I try to be open to listening to, to many different sounds and my practice is quite varied um, in that uh, I work with, with music and with recording and with composition. For this project, I'm presenting some seismic audifications. These are uh, frequencies that we, we cannot hear um, usually and in collaborating with the seismologists uh, we were able to, to find a way of making these sounds audible. My name is Robert Coleman. I'm a composer and sound artist. Um, and so, yeah, I guess my background in, in composition, I've written a lot of chamber music. And I guess over the last few years then, I've also um, gone into this area, I guess what I would call ecological sound art. I've been getting more interested in this area over recent years and I've noticed a lot of different composers and musicians who kind of use field recording as part of their practice and wear different ways and so I felt like there was sort of a you know a sort of an awareness there or sort of a lot of people within this working within this field um the School of Wild Listening then is a platform I'm calling a platform for the discussion and dissemination of ecological sound art and so it's a place where people sound artists or artists of any kind musicians or just kind of normal listeners can come and explore these sort of ideas of listening um, and listening to the world around them and kind of hopefully learn a little bit about it as well. I was on a ship. I was on a, a deployment mission for uh, an array of ocean bottom seismometers um, in the North Atlantic. Um, so we went out for two and a half weeks um, on the Celtic Explorer. So it was quite a rough sea and it was quite an experience to, to be at sea and uh, we deployed these um, uh, units, um, 18 in total, and the actual act of recording didn't take place until these units were deployed and they started, started recording for, for 18 months. The unit is... Uh, it's a, it's a high-end um, seismometer and a hydrophone. These units can record periods of probably around 10 minutes uh, for, for one sound wave uh, to complete their periods. Um, so they're, they're precision instruments um, with an anchor and um, they sink to uh, the ocean floor. Uh, and then they have a recording device and a battery um, that and a GPS uh, beacon, and uh, they record for about I think they record for about 
16 or 18 months, and then uh, they uh, release themselves, and then the buoyancy uh, will will bring them up to the uh, to the surface again uh, from uh, you know 3,000 meters um, down there. I was lucky enough to um, make a connection with the team of seismologists. I was on board the ship as an artist in residence, and we started talking about sound waves and seismic waves, and uh, we found a lot of parallels um, through my uh, practice as a sound artist and their practice as a, a seismologist. The waves and the rules with which these waves propagate are actually the same. Um, the, all the physics behind it, it's just the frequencies are, um, are very different. There are lots of sonifications of sort of physical events, you know, star collisions or black holes. But these are all sonifications. They're kind of like a digital representation of the data, whereas what we're listening to here with the uh, seismic events is where we're actually listening to the sound waves at a higher speed. And so so you have sort of different um, acceleration levels um, in order to listen to different um, kinds of events. So you have the, the earthquakes, um, ob obviously, um, but then you have uh, the earth hum, uh, the, hum the hum of the the Earth uh, surface, the vibrations of the Earth's surface, they're, um, they're called ambient seismic noise, which is basically composed of seismic waves excited by the, the interactions of the ocean waves with the seafloor. And then they're, they're sort of bouncing around within the Earth's crust. Um, so if you imagine the Earth as being a, a globe, and uh, so this globe is, is constantly vibrating, undulating. I guess in Unit 44, in the Kirkus space there in Tony Batter, we're very lucky once again. Um, we've been loaned a set of kind of surround sound speaker set up by the Spatial Music Collective. So it's going to be, yeah, I think in around 15 speaker channel setup, which um, is something I haven't experienced in there and I think no one has. I think this is one way in which to certainly, a very ideal way in which to experience sort of soundscape recordings or recordings that are really dealing with the environment in that kind of way. But it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. Um, I'm imagining, you know, there will be times maybe when we might just audition work that are kind of known work from different artists that might be just simply stereo recordings um, but then I'm also for sure imagining times where we might just totally leave the studio behind and go outdoors basically I'm sort of imagining any kind of format that can support this idea of just engaging with ecological sound art and, and music in some way and that can be a lot of different ways I think
The School of Wild Listening's Robert Coldman there, and you heard also from composer David Stalling, whose surround sound session is at Unit 44 this evening. It's sold out now, but there may be some tickets on the door.